everybody. How are you today? And welcome to the latest edition of Drew Many Alive. Nice to have you with us on this on this Tuesday, the 26th, the 25th day of September, the year 2018. And of course, this is yours truly, Andrew L. Perry. As always, coming alive and at you from the busy streets, which is Brooklyn, New York, and it's rainy and it's uh, pretty warm outside for the weather for the weather in Brooklyn. As I chat to you, what is happening in the world of sports? We have a lot to discuss today. We got the NFL and baseball is the main topic to talk about today. But we'll begin with the NFL, of course, as the New York Jets and the New York uh, New York Jets and the New York Giants are going on opposite direction. As we speak, the Je- let's start off with the Jets, shall we? As the the thir- I didn't watch the the Thursday night game. It was a di- I'm not gonna say it was a disgrace, but that was hard to watch to say the least. Okay, out of all teams you lose to. You lose to the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, who's has been the worst team, not only in football but in sports in general, and you lose to this to that garbage of a team. Are you serious? That was a disgrace. <laughs> There's no way around it. There's no other way to say it. This team. Tyler 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 um Taylor who was awful in the first half let's be, let's call it the way we see he was awful in the first half didn't complete his pass he was four it was four for four he start he finished off the day four and fourteen before Baker Mayfield finally take over here's my here's my thing and here's my thing about it what was the point of getting well if you knew you was dra- I don't understand what was the point of drafting um drafting Baker Mayfield if he was going to sit him. I don't understand why why Cleveland didn't do that from the, from the beginning of the year. Why didn't he start him out against Pittsburgh? Because my thing is this. If you really 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 wanted to win. If you really Wanted to win so badly, as you see, you, you paraded all over the place. If you really wanted to wanted to win and really want to change this around, first of all, you should have got rid of that coach. That coach is terrible. That coach is terrible. But there's no there's no need here or there. Baker Mayfield is the future of this quote unquote franchise. Don't you think you'll let him start first? Otherwise, getting no disrespect to Tehran Taylor, getting a a veteran to help the locker room, so to speak. Or the locker room has been, let's be honest, hasn't been good, hasn't been good for quite some time since Cleveland came back in the league. But now, but back to the game. The Jets had this game won. From the from the first half from the first half, 
They was leading 14-3. They was all over Tyron Taylor. The offensive line from Cleveland couldn't do nothing. And you and by the second half, they just went to bed. Typical New York Jets. And week one, everybody was raving about their defense. The defense played well. The Jet, the defense played well. I gotta give them credit. I was expecting them to beat Detroit 40, 48 to three. Okay. They played well again against the Miami Dolphins. But they didn't. Pl- they played well in the first half, but the second half they they, they could have closed the deal. That's all there is to it. And Sam Donald had a rough game. It happens when you're a rookie. And um, he throw he 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 made some ball. He he threw some balls that he he, he didn't. I can't think of one ball that he threw that was a bad throw. To be honest with you. And if Sam and, and if Sam Donald going to be a quarter good quarterback in the NFL, and I believe he would. He needs a wide receiving core. That wide receiving core they have in the Jets is not working. It's not working. Their wide receiving core is terrible, terrible. You can't have you can't have that receiving core and they expect to win that game. That was honestly, let's be honest, that was hard to watch. That was really, really hard to watch to say the least. And um, as far as the as far as celebrating, I know Cleveland haven't won a game in quite some time. I understand that, but let's call uh, enough, enough. Seriously, you celebrating a game week three of the NFL season, winning your first game in quite some time. Let's calm down for a second, please. Can we do that? Let's calm down for a second. I mean, come on. That is that is ridiculous. The Jets got their first win in 1997. Uh, got their first win week one in 1997 against the Seattle Seahawks. And I didn't see no Jets fan. I didn't see no Jets river parade for winning their first game. Or Detroit, however. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. That, that's ridiculous. Come on. Come on. You're going to celebrate that? You should have got rid of that coach. You should have got rid of Hugh Jackson. Because Hugh Jackson, show he's not a he can't, he can't win it. He, he's not a good. He's not that good. And I still, it still puzzles my mind. Why did, why didn't he get rid of him? I, it still puzzles me. It really does. I got to be honest. It really does. I don't. I. I don't know what else you could say about this about uh, about that loss. But to me, that loss is not a big deal, honestly, because this this Jets team. Let's let's face it. This Jets team. This Jets team is going nowhere. This Jets team is is has a lot, a lot of work to do. First of all. They, first of all, they have to start. They have to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Too many times, and I saw it with the Miami game. They have the Jets. Have, the New York Football Jets have shot themselves in the foot on more than one occasions. 
And yesterday was one of them. Um, thir- last Thursday, I should say. Not, not, not when, not yesterday. But you get, you get what I'm saying. That suit. Uh, Isaiah Clown, what the hell celebration was that? Wiping your ass or wiping your ass in front of the crowd and threw it? What the hell? What the hell's wrong with you? I'm surprised Joe Buck didn't go crazy like he did against on the Randy Moss playoff game. We just we just pretend he mooning mooning the Green Bay fans. He said that would get you a flag and <laughs> uh, get your flag all the time. But no, but I I I didn't I didn't forget to mention this loss is clearly on Todd Bowles and Todd Bowles as the head coach cannot continue to to coach to to not be unprepared. Todd Bowles has to do a better job preparing his team because honestly, for the last couple of years, he have done a lousy job. Let's let's call it the way we see it. He has done a lousy job. He has not done a good job. And I see why Jets fans are not excited, but also not optimistic of this team. Uh, of this, this will turn around. This has to stop. You're lucky. You're one and two. You're lucky. You're one and two, and you could bounce back from a one and two. Can you imagine if they was zero and three, like the Raiders right now? And let me jump on the Raiders for a second. Huh. Hey, John Gruden. Are you are you are you excited? Are you uh, the rate? Oh, do we we get John Gruden? Oh, he gonna turn this franchise around? He gonna he gonna make, he gonna make the Raiders into a promise? And boy, I was a big fool. Boy, I was a big fool. You traded one of your best defensive players in the in the National Football League, but yet you want to make an example that you are the 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 man in charge. And look where it's at right now. I know it's early. I know it's week three, but look where the Raiders is at right now. And you're going to tell me you blame this on David Carr? No, this is, to me, this is on the defense. Yes, David Carr has to throw a lot of better, has to, has to, has to throw the ball a lot better, has to make better decisions with the quarterback position. I understand that. But this is clearly on the defense. Because the one against the, because that win against the, that loss against the Broncos, the Raiders should have won. The one against, the Rams, even though the Rams separate themselves, they could have, they should have won that game. But the fact, the fact of the matter is this: John Gruden, who is a quarterback guru, a quarterback guru, you mean to tell me you let your best defensive player go? And you're going to tell me, oh, we don't have a pass rusher. 
<coughs> I wonder why. John, a player like Khalil Mack, you will you do anything in your power to keep because he makes your defense better. And you let him go to Chicago and get nothing in return. What, a third-round pick? Big freaking deal. Big deal. I mean, come on. Where the Raiders is at is an absolute disgrace. There's no way around it. And it's gonna, if you think that this Raiders team is going to get better tonight, they're not. I hate to tell you. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. You got to be patient. Because the Raiders gave them all this, mo- all this money to turn this, to turn this franchise around. Is this is not going to be this year. Turnarounds don't happen like that sometimes. Unless you're Bill Parcells or Jim Harbaugh. <sighs> and this is not the first time the Raiders have decided to go to go with an old coach. They did that with Art Shell. They did that with Art Shell a couple of years ago. Remember Raiders fans? And how that worked out? Not too well, did it? But they didn't give him all that. They didn't give Art Shell that all that money like John Gruden did. <laughs> I am convinced that. Sometimes the Raiders don't know. Sometimes the Raiders make you scratch your head now. And look at this franchise. At one point, was one was one of the most winningest franchise. Was one of the winningest teams in sports. That's right. They have more. They have a higher winning percentage at one point from 1960 to 19 to. 93, I believe. 93, yeah, 93. They had the highest winning percentages in football, in, in sports. And look where the Raiders is at right now since John Gruden left. They're like over 30 or 40, 50, 60, I would say 50 or 60 games under 500. And now you got John Gruden back. You expect that franchise to be turned around anytime soon? I doubt it. I doubt it. But we'll ch- But it's still week three. Now I'll move on with the Giants as the Giants, the Giants did play solid. Did play solid. Eli Manning went for good 20, 25 as completions. Two. Two touchdowns, one p- I believe one pick. Um, Sanquan Barkley, he didn't had a not a not a not a yards, but he had he contributed in the offense. And um, when Eli Manning is protected, he can make he when Eli Manning is protected, he is a solid passer. He's not his brother, obviously. 
He remind uh, the more I look at Eli Manning, he's starting to look more to me like Filson, in the sense where he would manage the game, and that's what uh, that's Eli's strength. The last two minutes, his strength is to manage a football game, and once he once he could do that, that's when he's at his best. That's when he's at his best. And Eli is completely one of the most res- Eli is one of the most respected quarterbacks in the in in the NFL. Period. Those those two Super Bowls says a lot, and what he went through last year. And he's the Iron Man of the NFL. Really is. I mean, like I said, Saint Claude, Bar- uh, Saint Claude Barkley has some runs. Has some runs that you know. I mean, he didn't run the football a lot, believe it or not. He really didn't. You know, but that cat that catch he did. That catch he did in the third quarter, third quarter, the second half, I believe. You know, it was the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't remember how much minute it was, but it was. I know it was close to the red zone, I believe. And he, he run the foot. He run he, he run the ball. He, Eli threw the ball and he just catch it. And I thought for a second, I thought for a second. That he may run out of bounds. He may run out of bounds. He may step on it. And if it's a legal touch, maybe a legal touch. But he didn't. He caught that ball like he caught that ball like a wide receiver. And that's the strength. I mean, San Juan Barkley could do anything. He could run. He could run with power. And he could run. Um, he could run with. Um, and he could catch the ball, too. The more I watch Swan Carl Barkley, he reminds me of Barry Sanders. Mixed with Earl Campbell a little bit. Because of the big it's because of the big thighs, obviously. Um as far as as far as Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson is a hell of a quarterback. I like Deshaun Watson. But he missed a lot of I gotta be honest with you, he missed a lot of balls. He missed a lot of he missed a lot of targets. He missed a lot. You know. I mean I mean he got to take I want to say to some degree he got to take some he got to take the got got you know give your receivers a chance to catch the balls. Yes, they caught some touchdowns here. They caught some touchdowns and stuff. Fowler and Thompson and and DeAndre Hopkins, but they gotta. I mean, he gotta take some heat off the balls a little bit, you know, a little bit, just a little bit, you know. Once he do that, I think he, he I think he do that. The Texans would be in a good spot right now. They really would. Really would. And benching benching flowers. It's probably was a was the best move. Was the best move because followers have not been playing well. Hasn't been playing well for a long time. 
I do know one thing. Ben McAdoo wouldn't make that move. I know that for sure. He wouldn't make that move. He would tell you, oh, we got to look at the tape. 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 That's what he'll tell you. We got to look at the tape. We have to look at the tape. That's what Ben McAdoo would say. Anywho, um, let's go around the NFL. I want to go around the NFL for a second. Patrick Mahomes still, still tearing it up for Kansas City. I mean, I mean, his st- I, 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 he have, he have. I I can't say I can't say what stats he had, but it's ridiculous for sure. He had one of the one of the best arms in the best arms in the league for a young for a rookie. For a guy who started off in his for a guy who started off in the in the NFL, who was a backup last year to Alex Smith. And look what Kansas City is at. Kansas City is three and zero and could easily go five and zero because that division, even though it's gonna be wide open, is still gonna be Kansas City. I I still believe I picked them in the season that they're gonna win ten or more games. I think it could be more than that. It could be a lot more than that. So I will look out for Kansas. I will, Kansas City. I I I I watch out for Kansas City. Kansas City could be a force to be reckoned with. They really could. You know. Um. Let's go around. Um. I would like to go around. I'm still going around the NFL for a second. Um. Obviously. They gotta figure out the they gotta figure out the rough of the passer because this is getting ridiculous now. Now you now with the with so many first of all, there's too many NFL rule changes. Too many. You cannot tell me you cannot tell me anybody who's been watching football for a long time, like yours truly, cannot say that's rough in the passer. Last week you could make a case when he threw the football when he threw the football. Um when he, or in, um, Casey Keenum, not Casey Keenum, where Kirk Cousins threw that football, and Clay Matthews put his body on, put his body on him. That's rough in the passer. Usually they won't call it. Now they're gonna call it. But when the ball is in the hand, when the ball is in, when the ball is in the quarterback's hands, and he goes down, that's not rough in the passer. How you call that rough in the passer? Are you serious? Roughing the passer. To me, roughing the passer is roughing the passer is the ball is way, way late. Way is way late when the quarter when the quarterback already get released the ball and you put him on the ground. That's roughing the passer. What we saw on what we saw with Washington and Green Bay, that's not roughing the passer. And the NFL, they need to, to me, they need to stop with the, a lot of rules changes. And and I understand you're trying to make the game as safer as it can be. But to me, the more the more you, th- I don't know about you folks, but to me, the only way you're gonna make you the only way you're gonna make the game safer, you can't. To me, you can't. 
because you uh, football has always been a violent game, and it is going to continue to be the violent game that it is. You know how you you know you know what you know what you know what the players players association would have done, or the union situation if they were smart. Give players health coverage, health insurance. Because if you will provide them with health insurance, this this concussion problem would have been solved. Injuries are going to happen. You cannot avoid them. You you can't. It's impossible to avoid them. Injuries are going to happen. You can't play everything because you don't want to get hurt. And that's the la- and, that, and to me that's a wrong message. You cannot be afraid to be to play hurt. Nobody likes to see an injury. I understand that. Nobody. But you you as a player, you don't want to see a football you don't want to see injury. You really don't. You really don't want to see an injury. The bottom line is the bottom line is this. You as a you as a as the organization which is the National Football League who's been very successful. You need health insurance and do a better job at the, and and the play and 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 the players you guys got to st- to me the the players got to start the players got to start buying health insurance. Cuz you can't tell me you can uh, you can't afford it. You make enough money like it is. You could afford it. If you could afford a, a house, four, five, six cars, uh, a restaurant, if you could buy that, you could buy health insurance. You could buy yourself a health coverage. Don't depend on the league. Don't depend on them. You all, you, you gotta, you gotta figure out how you gonna, how you gonna renew, how you gonna renew. But I know I'm going off topic, but the bottom, uh, but the bottom line, they got to do a better job with the rough and the passer and some other things. How about the, how about figure out what, what is a catch? How about we still start, start making something simple with. What is a catch in the NFL now? Because we still haven't figured out what the heck is a catch is. We still haven't figured out what the what what the hell what the what the hell is the rough and the passer. Forget about forget about the national anthem. Don't televise it. How about that? You never televise it through the regular season. Why are you gonna do that now? Televising when it's the Super Bowl. That's it. You don't need to televise it when it's the regular season. You don't. And by the way, Clay Matthews have every right to be upset. Even though the the Redskins was already leading in this game, in the game. But that is a momentum shifter. You don't want to you as a ref. You don't want to lose a game based on 
you don't want to lose a game or change the game based on that. Because once you lose momentum, you can't come back from that. It's that simple. It's that simple. And one last thing. As far as the Rams, I watched the Rams versus the Chargers, the Battle of Los Angeles. There was more Rams fans than Chargers fans. There are more Rams fans than Charger fans. And even though I was back and forth, and Iron Eagle and Dan Frouds, I learned as I get older I, to appreciate Iron Eagle. And uh, Iron Eagle is a is a fine broadcaster, you know. But all CBS announcers seriously need to stop doing. Need to stop saying coming up is the post game show. Is the post game show, and then once seven o'clock, oh, we got to go to sixty minutes. They've been doing that forever, even when they have the NFC package. Oh, let's go straight. Let's go straight to to sixty minutes. They did that with, they did that last week, they did that last week, and they did it again this week. Enough already. If you want to watch the post game report, want to watch the post game report, how about we watch it on our app instead of telling us coming up is the post game is the post game coming up is the post game. But instead, forget about the post game. Let's go watch CB. Let's let's take it right up to sixty minutes. But anywho, as far as the as far as the game, the. Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, I, in my opinion, is one of the most beautiful stadiums that I would love to go. That stadium and um, the Rose Bowl is one of the two stadiums I would love to visit. I would love to visit. That's the only two reasons I would go to L.A. And the Chargers need to go back to San Diego. They're they not fit for L.A. They're not going to pack L.A. Come on. The L.A. belongs to the belongs to the Rams. You know it, and I know it. And by the way, the Rams are a better team, better team. Even though the Chargers should be a better team because they got more talent. But be as it be. All right, so that's what's happening in football. Let's go, let's move on to fo- let's move on to baseball real quickly as the Yankees. Captured a wild card, and Oakland celebrated yeah, celebrated last night when they went against the Seattle Mariners as they as they won their wild card. So the wild card is set is most likely the A's versus the Yankees, either at Oakland or at 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 the Bronx. So we'll still we still we still um we still haven't decided which home which who's going to get home field most likely it's going to be the Yankees but even though Oakland is creeping up in the wild card and um you don't want to face Oakland right now before Oakland has played even though Oakland has sold out a little bit Oakland is still playing superb baseball as as the Yankees you know the Yankees still got to play a lot better a lot better than you see yeah you you don't like you don't like this Yankees team and if the Yankees don't win the wild card, 
if the Yankees don't get at least to the World Series, is this series this season is a failure. As far as, as far as the Mets. It's been a fun ride for David Wright. I'm not going to the game this sun this Saturday, but um it's been a fun ride. But we knew this day was gonna come. We knew this you know we knew this day was gonna come and unfortunately it had to end on this sour note. And on that note, that's going to do it for this edition of Drew Mania Live. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to listen to this episode again, please go to Spreaker.com. Type in the keyword Spreaker.com. Until then, this um, oh, please follow my show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. Until then, this is Andrew Perry. Always saying to you, Shalom. Let peace go with you. And I'll talk to you in the next Drew Mania Live. So long, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. And please stay dry.